Are you working hard to keep yourself limited and playing small? Is that working for you? If not, would you like to be changing that now? What if the key to activating your wealth was in the willingness to embody the abundance of possibilities you are? Would you choose it? Join in the conversation now on Living Well with your host, Keisha Clark, and receive tools and facilitation to clear the points of view that keep you stuck in limitation to begin choosing your abundance and living well right now. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in this amazing, incredible, gorgeous, delicious world or universe. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Living Well here on A2Zen.fm. I am your host, Keisha Clark. And if you so desire, for the next roughly 55 minutes or so, your Living Well Empowerment Agent what the heck is that, you might be wondering, if you haven't tuned in before, or even if you have. <laughs> um, basically, I am playing with being an ambassador of embodiment, and that's kind of the new thing, I'm, the new wording I'm playing with. It's kind of light and fun for me. Um, I love to work with people and their bodies to create greater relationships with beings and their bodies, and... We have all kinds of fun on this show with topics that range in all kinds of ways and places having to do with the willingness to embody abundant living. And abundance can look like really anything relative to what really works for you, for each of us individually. And so when we talk about embodying abundant living, I'm actually speaking to bringing and including all of the elements of the universe all of the limitless expressions of joy and exuberance and plenty and nourishment and vibrance and vitality into your expression of who you be and what you desire to create in your life and on the planet and in the universe. So, um, yes, we are talking about some interesting things on this show. And if you missed last week's show with my beautiful guest, Annie Gelfand, we were talking about um, who are you trying not to be? And that conversation kind of opened some of the doors for today's topic to come through. And it actually was scheduled to happen a little bit further down the road from now. Um, and this week it let me know that, my show let me know, that um, the energy had kind of shifted and this topic wanted to be discussed. And so if you did not get to hear last week's conversation, uh, it is in my archives page if you just you can actually go to the uh, section of hosts or shows. It's in the red bar near the top of the screen on A to Zen. And you can click on that, click on my picture, and then you can go to the archives. And you can look up pretty much any of the 70-something episodes that are now available. It's so fun for me to say 70-something episodes. <laughs> That's just so cool to me that I have actually been playing with my show for a year and a half. And Wow, I think we're just a month shy of a year and a half. It's it's really incredible, and I am so incredibly grateful for all of you who come to play, if, whether you get to listen live from anywhere in the world, wherever you're listening from, and whatever point in time you're getting to listen. I'm so appreciating you and all that you are contributing to these conversations, and I'm so appreciating the people who come to play and be my guests and have these conversations. 
And I'm so grateful that I get to play with one of the most fabulous production teams and some of the most beautiful people in the world, inside and out and all around. And how does it get even better? (laughs) This is what I get to do. (laughs) This is some of the fun I get to have every week. Um, So today, you might be wondering, okay, what are we talking about? Well, this is a kind of an interesting one. And it's, it's, for me, um, it's been a part of what I got to play with in my lifetime um, from a a few different angles. And so let's just kind of dive in. We're going to talk about the lies of legitimacy. So being legitimate (laughs) It's an interesting concept, is it not? (laughs) And what makes us illegitimate? And how does that land in your world, in your body? Does it actually feel true to you that you could be illegitimate or legitimate? Or is it more of an invention? Or is there a lie attached that we're trying to buy as real and true for us? So what do you know about legitimacy? So of course, you know, any of you who have listened to me more than five seconds, you've probably heard me talk about the online etymology dictionary, (laughs) which is one of my favorite places to go. I love to look up the words, and I love to play with the energy of words, and I love to just see the context that they started, you know, that that we sort of introduced the words and where they might have been shifted and modified and edited and changed and, and then how they're used, you know, through the ages. And um, this is a really interesting thing. Uh, so I'm just going to read definitions first from the, the etymology of the word, and then I'll share some more information with you. So um, as a verb, legitimate, uh, from the 1590s, medieval Latin, legitimatus. <laughs> I love Latin. I'm so glad I didn't. It was not one of my required subjects. <laughs> I don't think I would have done well, but I love it in a sort of Monty Python kind of way. So. <laughs> um, and it is related. That's basically the energy of the word. It's a past participle of legitimare, which is an adjective form of legitimate. Um, and it's basically related uh, to legitimate and legitimated and legitimating. Okay, so like I know that you feel like so much more informed at this moment. We'll keep going. So legitimate as an adjective <laughs> from the mid-15th century. Now this I'm starting to find funny. It actually refers to lawfully begotten. Yeah, lawfully begotten. I'm going I'm to hold my comments until we finish <laughs> definition. It's from the Middle French, uh, legitimaire, and directly from Medieval Latin, again, legitimatus, um, to make lawful, to declare to be lawful, uh, and legitimus is referring to lawful. Originally, it was fixed by law or in line with the law, and uh, it's from the, well, that's probably going to be more confusing than not, so let me just keep skip over that. Um, In the transferred sense of genuine or real, it is attested from the 1550s, and it is also related to legitimately. Legitimate, I'm sorry, illegitimate as an adjective from the 1530s was to describe or refer to being born out of wedlock. Um, It was also, when it was formed in English and replacing the earlier form of the word um, illegitime, (laughs) illegitime, um, it was also, let's see if there's any other stuff, not legitimate. There's, there's other tenses being given that I don't think really warrant me saying that. And then 
There was also a sense, it, it referred to a sense of unauthorized or unwarranted, um, and that was from the 1640s. And um, there, was, <laughs> there was an interesting statement. I don't know exactly where this came from. Uh, there was a phrase, uh, illegitimi non carborundum, which was normally translated as don't let the bastards grind you down, and is <laughs> carborundum was not um, was a brand of abrasives, um, which I, I think actually just tells you something about the slightly mistranslation of that statement, not anything that necessarily changes what we're going to be talking about. Um, so, and then in 1897, the colloquial shortening of the word went from legitimate to legit, and originally that was in theater in reference to a legitimate drama um, that was a literary, with literary merit, such as Shakespeare. Um, so there are some very interesting things that come into play with this word. So there is an energy, first of all, there's, there's sort of an energy of legality, and I think that's probably where many of us um, have experienced the energy of that word. And, and so that's kind of what I want to play with. When, when the topic showed up as the lies of legitimacy, um, for me, I've had a slightly different perspective of legitimacy. And in part, uh, I chose to show up in this world without, I wasn't really concerned that I had a married set of parents <laughs> to show up to because I, my objective was simply to get a baby body and get here. And, and I've talked about that on other shows, uh, some of which were early, well, let's see, early to mid last year, uh, a couple of those episodes were with our beautiful um, Tara Wright, who was one of an A to Zen host here for a time. And she and Brett Roche had their show, Talk to the Entities, and then she had um, her show, Oh my gosh, Magic in Motion. <laughs> so if you want to if you want to look up in my archives, you go a little further back and you'll find some of those episodes and we talked about choosing embodiment. Um so when I chose to embody, when I chose to make my negotiations to get here in this body for this incarnation, um I became aware probably in my I guess I was early adolescent um, there was something different about my choosing to get here. However, what I had already been inundated with was a lot of points of view, a lot of interesting points of view around the circumstances of my showing up on the planet. And I talk a little bit about this in my chapter in the recently released book, The Power of Releasing Judgment. My chapter is The Judgment of Sex. And, of course, any of you who have been listening to the shows here in the last few months, you've heard me talk a little bit more about the topic of sex and things relating to sex. And you've heard myself and my beautiful co-producer, -sister, co sister goddess, co-host, co or sister host as well, here on HZN, Rhonda Burns. Um, and I'll share some more information about that in, a little bit later in this episode. Um, you've heard us talk about um, a venture that we are collaborating on together and that um, it is going to involve more sex, more um, discussion, conversation, and exploration of sex. And so sex is something that's been really just 
in my universe. And um, sometimes I look at myself and I just kind of have to laugh because I go, okay, you created this body that is really different from other bodies. You created this combination of the hair that you have, the eyes that you have, the particular traits that you chose to bring into physical expression. And you thought you were going to not have conversations about that. <laughs> you thought you were going to not be someone who really um, got to play with the energies of what different types of physical expression with bodies could be. Um, so that energy has been really present for me for pretty much all my life. Now, my childhood was not all that fun for me um, in regards to being the different looking type of child that I was in the area that I grew up in. And I don't say any of this as a, um, oh, I was, you know, my life was so difficult and I was a victim kind of thing. It was more of what I am able to look at now and recognize and acknowledge about, wow, I, I chose some very interesting physical characteristics and I chose some very interesting circumstances to show up in. One of them was that I didn't really require a, my biological father to be around, so I kind of set it up in a way that he didn't have to be. <laughs> and the man who, for me, it was my father energy, was my great-great-uncle. And I could not have asked for a more fantastic, generous, incredibly loving male energy to be what imprinted into my life and into my experiences as a father energy. And I look at that now, and of course I'm like, wow, that was pretty brilliantly set up. But I didn't always have this awareness that I have today. So for me, for most of my early childhood, probably up until I was 18, 19, somewhere in there. And even it lingered a bit um, into my 20s, not quite as intensely. But I had, because there was such a mystery in my family um, around, at certain points I started to hear kids talk about their dads. And I was like, well, huh, okay. Um, I kind of have a different circumstance. Now, when I was young, my uh, my mother married my brother's father, and he and I did not get along. <laughs> so um, I can't say that that was really something that um, was fun for me. But I remember one day I was with my little brother, and we were in daycare during the day. And this one day in particular, uh, some conversation was being had amongst the kids and the teachers, and we're out on the playground. And something was said about weddings. And I just volunteered the information that I was at my mom and dad's wedding. Because at the time, he had adopted me, and I referred to him as my dad, even though I didn't really recognize him as my dad. He was not really a father energy to me. Um, but as a kid, I didn't have this vocabulary that I have now. And so this woman, when she heard me say that, she looked at me funny and she said, you couldn't have been at your mother and father's wedding. And I looked at her and informed her that I was at my mother and father's wedding. <laughs> and she proceeded to go into massive reaction 
of what that meant because it dawned on her that if I was at the wedding of my mother and father, that um, I had already been born, and therefore I had most likely been born, quote-unquote, out of wedlock. So there was all kinds of weirdness that showed up in, in our universes at that moment, and I just remember the intensity and the awkwardness and really this ugliness that showed up. And when she recognized what that meant, she actually chose to say some things out loud to me that um, were really unkind. And while we could sidebar into, you know, a a grown-up choosing to say this to like a seven, eight-year-old child, (laughs) when she could have chosen many other things to say, what she chose to say was really unkind. And what she delivered to me was this incredibly toxic energy of all of her, what I now call interesting points of view, around what it had to mean if I was not born after my parents were married. So in that moment, something really twisted started to show up in my universe. I bought, immediately, I bought her point of view about the wrongness of how I showed up. And I spent over a decade (laughs) um, creating a lot of drama around it. It then became really important for me to know, like, you know, who, who was my dad and where was my dad and, oh, my gosh, something awful must have happened because, you know. And so I created all these stories and all this ridiculousness about it. And that, that sort of brand that was placed on me of being illegitimate was something that I chose to struggle with. I created a great deal of struggle around it. And I didn't, it wasn't something that I created um, in a demonstrative way. So a lot of it took place in my personal time, in my, on the inside, we could say. Um, and I became very preoccupied with trying to prove myself worthy because I had this horrible thing that I came from called being illegitimate. So when I got into my 30s, I began to um, gather some different pieces of information. And and even before, in, in my late teens, I started to have the awareness that, okay, regardless of what people called it, I knew that I just wanted to get here, to be with certain people that were also here in this time period, and to do some work with them in and and us being embodied to do the work as embodied beings. So it was it was very interesting what showed up. I I bought the drama for a really long time primarily because I was functioning from trying to make the lie real. And the lie was that if I was born out of wedlock, something must have been wrong. So how many of us, firstly, we can ask this in a literal application, how many of us might have been born out of wedlock? Or how many of us might have just made the wedlock (laughs) timer? (laughs) Our baby bodies were being created before the wedding vows were said, you know. How many of us were, were just, we were ready to get here? And so we, like, started that process. 
And it wasn't really relative to somebody's rule or somebody's regulation or somebody else's um, definition of what was appropriate for us, you know, a, an appropriate way for us to get here. And there's a lot of heaviness around this. So I'm just going to ask for anyone who's listening to this, if any of this is stirring some shit up in your world, I'm going to ask you to take a breath and I'm going to ask you to let that energy just reveal itself. If you would be willing to acknowledge it and you don't have to define it and you don't have to control it, you can just ask it to change. And would you be willing to choose beyond all of the places you have allowed anything to do with legitimacy or being legitimate or being illegitimate, would you be willing to allow yourself to choose beyond that? All of the places you've let that stick you. Whether that's something that directly involves you or whether you have someone that you know that that involves and you have interesting points of views about it. So, ah, and I'm going to invite us all <laughs> to continue to do that while we go to our first break. You are listening to Living Well here on A2Zen.fm. I'm your host, Kisa Clark. I am happily stirring up the pot today, and we will be back to talk a little bit more about the lies of legitimacy. We'll be right back. Have you begun to ask yourself what you truly desire to create in your life? What if you being willing to embody abundant living was the key to your wealth and to creating greater in your life? And what if that could also be the invitation for more people to be willing to embody abundant living? Would that be a contribution to you and your body and to other people and their bodies? And might that also create more in the future? Join Keisha Clark Empowerment Agent and the host of Living Well Radio Show to discover, uncover, and crack open the wealth of possibilities you are every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Mountain, and 8 a.m. Pacific on A2Zen.fm. Do you know a child who is frustrated and disruptive in class, who struggles to connect, who's bright but still not making the grade? Have you ever wished that there were a kinder, gentler way to support children with difficulties in school or at home? Many children find Access Bars is benefiting them greatly. A study is being conducted to document findings in an effort to assist kids everywhere with these life-changing benefits. Will you donate and help to assist kids thrive? Visit www.accessyourbrilliance.com to support our study. What else is possible for kids now more than ever? How much of your life are you truly living? Are you creating your life in celebration of your strengths and capabilities? What would your life be like if you were choosing the abundance of possibilities of you now? Connect with Keisha Clark, your Living Well Empowerment Agent now for a different perspective on creating the life you truly desire to be living. Call in with your questions in the U.S. 815-880-8255 in Canada at 613-800 8736 in the UK at 033-0001-0625 by Skype at a2zen.fm or by emailing Keisha at livingwellnow at gmail.com Now back to our show. <laughs> Welcome to the next segment of Living Well here on a2zen.fm I am your host Keisha Clark and 
Wow. Uh, we're still <laughs> we're having a conversation today about the lies of legitimacy, and I am still perceiving quite a bit of heaviness around this. And isn't that interesting how much charge there is around legitimacy? And we may not just be talking about legitimacy with regard to children being born in or out of wedlock um, and whatever wedlock is. Oh, isn't that an interesting word, wedlock? Oh, my goodness, that just, like, popped for me. So all of the locking into the vows that we choose, oh, my goodness, and then we get rewarded with being able to say it's legitimate. Holy moly. <laughs> Would any of you like to destroy and uncreate everywhere you've made that real and true in your life or tried to <laughs> and in your body? <laughs> wow. What if it could be matrimonial choice? What if it could be, wow, what if it could be conscious coupling possibilities? <laughs> what, what other words could we play with to really express the experience expansiveness of our choices in relationships and the possibilities that are available in relationship rather than the locking in and locking down and locking up of our choices. Oh, my goodness. Wow. That could be a topic all on its own, <laughs> something to do with wedlock. <laughs> and the only way to get out is to die. Oh, my God. <laughs> How hilarious is that? And some of you may not be laughing right now. I totally get that. It's super light to me. It, there's just this awareness I'm having of, whoa, how, everywhere I've tried to make that real, I, I know that that doesn't work for me. It doesn't work for me to buy into that philosophy or that point of view. And, and that directly really ties into, relates to what this topic is about with regard to where I'm, the perspective I'm playing with today of the lies of legitimacy. How many rules do we create, have we created, and have we had uh, enforced, I'm doing air quotes, on us about the legitimacy of, of our life and living and the legitimacy of who we are? So I have a question for you. <laughs> would you be, would you be if you were being totally legitimate in accordance with the laws and the rules that we play by here? Would that make you any more brilliant or any more magical or any more totally capable of creating awesomeness? I mean, truly, what do you know? So that's where it gets really interesting for me. When I became more willing to play with my awareness and more willing to follow the energy of my awareness with regard to what I chose to show up here. What began to change for me was I, ha I started to have more ease with me and I started to really see how much I had bought into the wrongness. And it was pretty amazing how much energy I was using to try to apologize for my existence when in reality what was real and true for me was I was aware that showing up here was 
totally in alignment with what I desired to be doing and choosing and creating. And I was so aware that I also showed up here to play with certain people who were present in my young life, in my early, like in my first two decades. <laughs> um, I showed up here to to do some things with them. And I had the most amazing experiences with these people. And I learned some of the most amazing things from these people. And having that is very much a large part of what empowered me to get to where I am today. And those people didn't give a flippity flop what the circumstances of my birth were. It didn't matter one iota. <laughs> I might have to look up iota. I wonder what that is. <laughs> I'm being a little cheeky. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now I have fun with being in the awareness of, wow, I could actually choose to get here, and I actually did. And for me, I'm also aware that it's not the only time I've chosen to be here in a body. And that's perhaps a topic for another day, too. But if you just allowed yourself to play with, what was it that I was aware of when I chose to come here? What was it that you were aware of when you chose to come here? And what have you tried to cover that up with? Or, you know, if you if you haven't covered it up, awesome. I am, like, waving my imaginary pom-poms for you and cheering you on. And if you have tried to cover it up, I'm still waving my pom-poms for you and cheering you on. How much more freedom is available to you now if you're willing to choose beyond all of the lies that, have been these rules and these regulations and these rightness and wrongness um, inventions about what makes you worthy to be here? What if your choice makes you worthy to be here? And what if it's not about proving a worthiness or a value in spite of anything? What if it's not about proving that you have value? What if it's about embracing the invaluable gift that you are. Now, yes, I'm aware some of you might be rolling your eyes a little bit because I'm there I go, getting a little bit lofty and a little bit woo. I totally get that. And what if you were willing to acknowledge it anyway? Yeah. The only thing that allows the lies to persist is that we don't call bullshit on them. And it doesn't mean you have to go out in public and make a video and post it to social media that you're calling bullshit on the lies. You can actually just do that for you in your own life. You can actually just do that for you. And I wonder how much that would begin to change for you. What I know, and this conversation was, I think, two weeks ago. We talked about relativity and things that are relative. What I know is that when you begin to let go of the lies or let go of your investment in the lies, and this is any lies that you might be trying to use to make yourself, to, to really prove the legitimacy of you, okay? What I know is that 
when you begin to let go of that and when you begin to claim what, who and what you are for you, even if you never told another person, relative to the energy of what you are choosing and what you are changing, the, all of the outward experiences and circumstances in your world begin to change. So you don't have to tell anybody if you don't want to. <laughs> now, if you're like me and you choose to have a radio show, you might have opportunities to talk about things. <laughs> and so sometimes, yes, I share these details. And I offer them as a way of illustrating the points that I'm presenting and the questions that I'm inviting you to play with. And what if more of us were willing to begin to change all of the places that we have been trying to disprove the lies that we are actually ending up proving the lie because we've actually already concluded it has to be true if we are trying to prove it's not true. So as long as I was functioning from, oh my gosh, my mom wasn't married when I was born, that's such a horrible thing. The only thing I could create were things that basically would reinforce that. Was it ever true? Absolutely not. It was only true for people who bought the point of view that marriage is required, that marriage makes it somehow more appropriate. And I get it. I get that we have rules and regulations for different reasons. I also get that a number of the rules and regulations we have are crap. And many of them were created as a way to keep people under control and as a way to be able to tax people money for not following the rules. So. What if we could be changing that? And you know what? I get that a lot of things are changing. We are changing a lot. And would you be willing to acknowledge what has been changing and what you have been contributing to changing already? Just by your willingness to ask a question, by your willingness to claim for yourself that, that whatever point of view doesn't work for you, whether it's regarding legitimacy or anything else, when you're willing to be with what is true for you, you are being a different energy. You are changing the energy of the world. And you don't really have to, you know, run a four-minute mile to be able to do that. You could just choose it for you. And that's what I began to do. And that's part of how I know that all of the things that we have made up that we try to create as real, for me, I could never create them as real because as long as I was grasping and um, efforting to make them real, basically what showed up to me was the reminder that it's not real. So it's really hard to keep an illusion in place and verify it or validate it because it's an illusion. And the energy of illusion shifts and changes 
at the blink of an eye. Every time we make a choice to try to effort it into, into solidity, it will change again. And it usually is also really sort of draining our vitality at the same time when we're putting all of this effort into trying to make it real and true. So let's talk a little bit more about the actual word legitimacies and, and apply it to different things. So let's look at businesses, businesses that are legitimate businesses. I am not going to say to you <laughs> that you don't have to follow business law and things, you know, to run your business appropriately. So you know what's right for you and your business. I totally acknowledge you on that. What I'm looking at is have you been not allowing yourself to really play with your businesses because you're holding some of the points of view or you've bought into some of the points of view that your business can't be a legitimate business if you don't XYZ or fill in the blank. Your, your business can only be a legitimate business if you've checked all these particular boxes. Okay? And many of you who listen to this show, what I know about you is the kind of businesses you're creating, they don't fit the basic model of business. And what if you're one of the people who are here to change the way business is done? And would you be willing to acknowledge that? So maybe you're starting a business without all kinds of education behind your name. Does that make you illegitimate? Does that make your business illegitimate? And let's look at education, legitimate education. You know, there's a big deal about getting into a really good college, really good university, and all of that is fantastic. I've talked to a number of people who are in those really awesome universities and who've graduated from those really awesome universities. And I can't tell you that I find those people in particular that much more desirable to have a conversation with or to be around than I find other people in the world to be, that I to have a conversation with or want to be around. It's not that specific thing that made them who they are. It's what they chose. And it's how they chose to let it work for them or not let it work for them. However, on the point of legitimacy, do you have to go to an Ivy League school to be a legitimately educated person? Or could you be educated through an online college course? Could you be educated through um, um, a vocational program of training? And is that any less legitimate? Does that make you any less qualified to have an amazing career, occupation, business. Yeah. So let's talk about relationships. What's a legitimate relationship? If we're really committed to this monogamous thing we call relationships, many of us. <laughs> Some of us don't call monogamous thing relationships, but that's a good sidebar. But what makes a relationship legitimate? You know, for a lot of people, there's, there's boxes that they have to tick off there as well. Okay, I've said I love you. Okay, we've, we've done this. And now, okay, now we're, we're having sex. We're copulating. Okay, so that, okay, so it's a legitimate relationship. Oh, but now, now we have to talk about marriage because dot, 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 right? What if you could have 
choice in your relationship? And what if you could have choice in your education? And what if you could have choice in your business? And what if you could have choice everywhere in your life, in every part of your life, to create what really works for you? So let's talk more about that when we come back from the break. <laughs> I'll let you take another breath. And everywhere you're noticing that you may still have any wrinkles or twistiness or, you know, again, if you are willing to choose beyond the places that you've allowed to stick you, you can just ask, what would it take for this to change now? And what else is possible with choice for me? Yeah. Oh, look how much lighter that got. <laughs> and what if none of it? was dependent upon any rule or regulation. Yeah. I love this. Okay, folks, you're listening to Living Well here on A2Zen.fm. I am Keisha Clark, and we will be back in just a few moments. <laughs> Have you begun to ask yourself what you truly desire to create in your life? What if you being willing to embody abundant living was the key to your wealth and to creating greater in your life. And what if that could also be the invitation for more people to be willing to embody abundant living? Would that be a contribution to you and your body, and to other people and their bodies? And might that also create more in the future? Join Keisha Clark Empowerment Agent and the host of Living Well Radio Show to discover, uncover, and crack open the wealth of possibilities you are every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Mountain, and 8 a.m. Pacific on A2Zen.fm. What if you really do change molecules by your interaction with them? What if the change you've been looking for is right before your eyes? What if the uncomfortableness that comes with difference could be fun? What if the closed-minded people of the world no longer determined our world? What if gratitude trumps judgment every time? What if your kindness healed the world? What if the earth is asking for your help? And what if you had the resources to give it? This is your invitation to step into something that Einstein, Marie Curie, Picasso, Da Vinci, Shakespeare, Aristotle all knew to be true. Hi, my name is Dane here. Thirteen years ago, I started to truly ask questions. Actually, I started to be the question, and everything changed for me. What if there are no dumb questions, or any question too large? What if you being you are the gift and the change this world requires? Is now the time? For more questions to create a change in your world, sign up for a free video series at beingyouclass.com. My gift to you, beingyouclass.com. How much of your life are you truly living? Are you creating your life in celebration of your strengths and capabilities? What would your life be like if you were choosing the abundance of possibilities of you now? Connect with Keisha Clark, your Living Well Empowerment Agent now for a different perspective on creating the life you truly desire to be living. Call in with your questions in the U.S. 815-880-8255, in Canada at 613-800-8736, in the U.K. at 033-0001-0625, by Skype at a2zen.fm or by emailing Keisha at livingwellnow at gmail.com. Now back to our show. Our final segment 
today on Living Well here on A2Zen. I am your host, Keisha Clark. And even when I'm not your host, I'm Keisha Clark. <laughs> I'm feeling especially cheeky at the moment. <laughs> and it just dawned on me, I didn't invite everyone to come play in the chat room, and I apologize for that. And I am thankful for those of you who are in the chat room. Thank you for coming to play and being the contribution in that way that you are being. And... um. Wow, there's still a few minutes. If anybody wants to come play, you're always welcome. Just click on the word chat room in the red bar near the top of your screen. Give yourself a name and log in, and you can join us that way. Um, and I do want to mention a few things before we jump back into our conversation. Oh, the month of May is just about to show up, and... Some of you know what that means. You've been hearing us talk about it um, coming up in the month of May. We have a new fun adventure launching, and it is a lovely, delicious, delightful, divinely different kind of collaboration I am having and doing and choosing with my beautiful sister goddess, the brilliant Rhonda Burns, who is also a host here on A2Zen and also a producer here on A2Zen. You can catch her live on Wednesday, Wednesdays on Potency Is My Game. And um, we've even visited each other's shows a few times, and those episodes are in our, our archives. And we are going to be kicking off a really cool uh, series. It's all kinds of things. So it's, when I get to, like, what is it, what do I call it, there's all these words that want to come through, but we'll call it a series for now. And the name is Sexually Speaking. And this is a series of conversations that we will be having weekly via live webcast show, and we invite all of you to come play with us. Um, you will have to get your ticket to come and play. It is free to come and play. Um, we are, however, requesting that you sign up through the link that is on this replay page, and um, we will send you the information for how to join us for those webcasts. We will also send you the information for how to find the replays. And we'll also send you some other cool stuff, too. Um, you'll basically be on our list, and we will not share it, um, but we will absolutely be sending you lots of goodies and inviting you to come and play and receive facilitation on air um, If for those of you who would like to choose to do it. So what is Sexually Speaking? Um, it's really something that Rhonda and I have been playing with creating over this last roughly year or so, it showed up to us um, at a time where we were really just playing with what else, some of what else is possible for our lives, and it just so happens that we love to have conversations and create dynamic change, and one of the things that really pops for both of us is around the topic of sex and how much craziness and insanity has been created around sex and how much more is possible with sex that we don't really hear talked about or see examples to us. And we would like to be inviting people to changing that. So that is part of what we will be playing with on Sexually Speaking. And to get more information, you just need to get on the list. So you can do that by clicking the link a little, little bit below on this replay page and go sign up. Woohoo! Um, other fun and fabulous things are going on, and uh, you can find some of that on this replay. You can also find me on Facebook. And if you would like to work with me, you can message me through Facebook. Um, that's going to be the easiest way right now. 
or you can email me directly at livingwellnow at gmail.com. Again, uh, Facebook link is on this replay page, and just message me. Um, website things are being updated and recreated, so the Facebook is the easiest link to um, communicate at this moment. So, wow. Okay, back into the lies of legitimacy. So how many lies are you using to justify the life you are not choosing? Wow. <laughs> that you actually want to be choosing. <laughs> and what would allow you to be more willing to be choosing that now? Yeah. Wow. So when we talk about the wealth of possibilities you are, do you do you get a sense of how many let me see if I can rephrase this. Do you get a sense of how much effort is required if you're actually putting the lies between you and the wealth of possibilities you are? It's almost like you encapsulate that wealth. So what would the value of that be? What is the value of us trying to create ourselves as not valid, as not valuable, as not worthy? What is the value of buying the lies of legitimacy? That in order for you to be legitimate, you have to show up through certain circumstances. You have to show up a certain way. You know, And there's all kinds of uh, throughout history with the, the different nobilities, you know, the different monarchies, um, all of the weirdness around the lineage of the monarchies, of, that <laughs> from so many of the stories we've heard and so many of the stories that have been created, um, I don't think it's a mystery to anybody that there are lots of children who <laughs> were born with what we call royal blood in their veins they just didn't have a claim to the throne. And does that make them any less brilliant, magnificent, incredible, magical, potent, capable? So all of the creations and the inventions that we have been a part of perpetrating on ourselves or anyone else, for all of you who are willing to in this 10 seconds, would you choose now to let go of everywhere you've tried to make that real for you and everywhere you've tried to make that real and enforce it on anyone else? And would you be willing to play with questions about what else is truly possible for you to create beyond all of these made-up things about what gives you the right to exist in the first place, what gives your business the right to exist in the first place, what makes your legitimate your relationship legitimate in the first place? Everything about where you came from. None of that has to determine where you go. None of that automatically determines what is possible for you, unless you let it. Unless you let it. So I'm inviting you not to let any of that stop you. I'm inviting you to look at whatever choice you made to get here and whatever choice you made 
to get your education and whatever choice you made to get your business started and whatever choice you made to enter into a relationship, every single relationship you're having. I'm inviting you to honor those. I'm inviting you to acknowledge what you're choosing from and I'm inviting you to change what you're choosing from if what you're becoming aware of is that it's really not working for you. And if you require facilitation for that, and if listening to my facilitation in these shows resonates for you, message me, and we'll take the work further. And there are group opportunities to play, and this new venture with Sexually Speaking is another form of a way to play. And there are other activities that I post that are ways to play and ways to work. And I like to call it play because to me it is play. It's the discovery of the wow, look how much more we get to choose now. And for me that's fun. It's not always pretty and it's sometimes really intense and uncomfortable and I love the fun of that. For me that is truly joyful. When you are destroying the lies that you have allowed to keep you stuck and keep you small and keep your body from enjoying being with you and keep you from enjoying being with your body, I love that shit because that is where we're waking up and we're being more and we're choosing more and we're creating more and we're having more. And one of the ways that we keep ourselves from that is all the lies that we buy. And that's one of the things we play with on Living Well. The willingness to embody abundant living rather than the working to enforce the alignment of the lie. So how many lies would you like to let go of today, folks? I'm going to invite you every time one of them shows up for you, rather than going into judgment of you for having bought it, would you be willing to simply acknowledge it and go, well, that wasn't my brightest moment. Now what would I like to play with? Now what would I like to choose? And every time you catch yourself, well, first of all, would you be willing to catch yourself if you try to make yourself small or less than? And every time you catch yourself, I'm going to invite you to consciously, cognitively choose to say, I'm not going there. I am choosing to acknowledge me for the brilliant gift I be. So this week, my friends, let go of all of the lies. Embrace all of what is fabulous about you. Be willing to see it and choose it and have it and create it. And I adore you. And we'll be back next week. <laughs> Thank you for playing. Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening in today to Living Well with your host, Keisha Clark. You are invited to join us every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Mountain, and 8 a.m. Pacific on A2Zen.fm. In the meantime, what would it take for you to be choosing more of the abundance and prosperousness of you and living well with total ease?